there this morning, Luke chapter number 12, and we're going to read verse 48, and just the last part of verse number 48, and so what do you do when God has um, did what he did in our life last year as a church? where he brings us through amazing things, and we recapped it all last week in a rewind service, and, and it culminated with us being debt-free last week. What do you go? Where do you do, and where do you even start going into 2016? Well, you just got to go with the mentality that you can't stop and that you won't stop as we move forward. And if you found Luke chapter 12, verse 48, I'm going to read it to you right quick. And it says this, Everyone to whom much was given of him... Much will be required, and from him whom they entrusted much, they will demand much more. So to whom much is given, much is required. And can I tell you last year, TWBC, God has given us a lot. Can I get an amen on that? God has blessed us tremendously. We're debt-free as a church. There is nothing holding us back from doing all that God's called us to do. And so how do we move forward? What do we do? It's called Can't Stop won't stop. I love how we ended last year and started this year with a mission trip. Amen. And, and, and we're in the third day of, J of January and we're already going on our second mission trip to Rowlett this afternoon to help tornado victims. Listen, there's nothing holding us back now. There's nothing stopping us now. There's nothing that's going to keep us from spreading the gospel and bringing the gospel to this four state area and transforming this four state area and going around the world. And, and I pray that God would just, would, would just drive home into somebody's spirit that you're called to to plant a church. Okay, we got two amens on that. I'm going to go again. That you're called to plant a church. Amen. Amen. And guys, this is how we know when churches are healthy and they are maturing. Because healthy, mature people reproduce. Right? I, well, mature, we'll, we'll kind of hold off on that. But when, when you get of age and you become an adult... There is a desire within an adult to reproduce. And as a church, as we grow, as we continue to watch God do amazing things in our life, we must begin to get on the inside of us that we're called to do more than just grow a nice, awesome, amazing church here in Sulphur Springs. Can I get an amen? There's going to be the opportunity around the world in the next few years where we get to go and plant churches. And the Bible says, to whom much is given, much is required. And so God says, Joel, if you're hungry enough to be debt-free and I make you debt-free, the requirements that I put on you in 2016 are going to be a lot more than you've ever experienced before. And I said, yes, Lord, can't stop, won't stop. You embrace it. You run with it. You watch what God is going to do in your life as we begin to uh, embark on this year of 2016 and can't stop, won't stop, and the vision God has for us. We got to understand that the church is not about buildings. The church is about people. The church is not about buildings. The church is about people. And listen, people are not projects. People are not projects. People are people. Sometimes in the ministry, we get so, in this, we get so entrenched in this, in this thing called ministry and, and this driving force of, of feeding the big machine to keep ministry going and all these different things happening. We sometimes lose the thing of people being people, and we look at people as projects. This is a project over here of the group of people we need to fix because they got the problems, Right? This is the project of the youth group. There are high school kids and our middle school kids. That's their project. TWBC kids, this is our project. No, people are not projects. People are people. 
and we must begin to embrace the fact that people are people. And when they come in to this environment, people want to feel like they are at home. They want to feel like they're at home. So the driving force of can't stop, won't stop for the year of 2016 is the big picture you see on the banner as you walk in over the information center. It's home. TWBC is home. Not a place where you come to church. It's home. It's a place where you can break down and cry. It's a place where you can be frustrated with the things of the world going on. It's a place where we're not going to deny the emotions and the problems and the things you're going through. In fact, because people are people and people are not projects, we know you're going to come in with emotions. We know you're going to come in with pains. We know you're going to come in with hurts. We know you're going to come in with marriage problems. We know you're going to come in with financial problems. But the problem is you're coming into a church, not a home, and it's time that the church becomes a home where when you come in with the problems, you're able to express these problems and let Jesus take care of these problems because you're people, not projects. To whom much is given, much is required. And the requirement God's put on TWBC this year is that this place becomes your home. Some of you have been members here forever, but you're just a member. It's not your home. I want it to be a home to you. I want it to be a place where you come in with your brokenness. And it's okay to be broken. <laughs> I want it to be a place where you can take off your makeup, not have to put it on. Can I get an amen on that? And men, y'all are just as bad about putting on church makeup as anybody else. Your wife come in all broken down and crying. You're like, everything's good. We're fine. She'll get through it. <laughs> really? Your people. Men, you hurt. Men, you got problems. Men, you got issues. Men, you got things that you're going through. Let it be home. This is the place you don't have to be strong. Because in your weakness, God says, I'll show myself strong. The driving force behind can't stop, won't stop is people. It's people. When you're sick, we want to know about it. When you're hurting, we want to know about it. When your financial situation isn't the greatest, come home. Don't run away. And so for the first series of the new year that we're going to kick off next week, it's going to be a series called Home. And we're going to deal with a lot of the spiritual issues that go on in people's lives that make them run away from home rather than run to home. And listen, everybody has these issues, okay? Everybody has these issues in their life. And we're going to start dealing with the spiritual issues that keep us from the house. And when we deal with the spiritual issues that keep us from the house, you'll want to come into the house. And not make it a house, but truly a home for your life. So people are not projects. And sometimes we do get so involved with ministry, people become projects. And we get fixated on fixing them rather than just loving them. We get fixated on fixing things and people rather than just loving them. You know, when the disciples came to Jesus and Jesus called the disciples to him, he didn't immediately go off on Peter and James and John and Philip and Andrew and, uh, and, and, and Simon and all the rest of them tell them everything that they did wrong. and said, fix it before you follow me. He said, come follow me and I'm going to love on you long enough that it gets fixed. It's a new philosophy. Not really. But it is in most churches. It's my heart 
and my passion that we love on people so much they come to a place where they desire the presence of God and God can change their life rather than us barking out orders and saying, get it fixed. No. People are not projects. People are people. And can't stop, won't stop, the driving force behind it is going to be love. And you're going to be called to love some unlovable people sometimes. Come on. And, and listen, this is a great vision message, but wait till next Sunday. All of you who come and just sit in your chair and don't say hi to anybody, you're fixing to get loved on. And all the little groups that just stand and you talk in your little group till service starts, oh, y'all are fixing to get dispersed and go love on people. And we're fixing to embark on loving on each other and showing love to one another and enjoying being around each other. Come on. <laughs> that it transforms people's lives. It will transform your life. I love what Miss Sherry did at the end of what she was talking about with kids. And she says, if you, can if you know how to give a hug, raise your hand. <laughs> that was perfect lead-in. I loved it. If you know how to give a hug, raise your hand. And everybody raise their hand. You're fit for ministry. You are now fit for ministry. Because, listen, it may not, about, it may not be about you giving somebody a hug. It may be about the person you hug needing a hug. See, we're so self-centered many times we think, well, if I got to go give this person a hug, it's not about you giving a hug. It's about that person getting a hug. You know, it, I, I, I shudder to think, and Mitch gave me these numbers, and I think it was even before the last couple services of the year. On just our Sunday morning services last year, we had over 23,000 people come through all year long. It's pretty amazing. How many of them did not get a hug? we got to change some things. It's not about being big. It's about big love. And it's about showing love. And I guarantee you, you see me at Walmart, you're getting a hug. So don't run. I'll chase you down. <laughs> Say I won't. We're going to watch God do amazing things. I want to read to you this common chapter of Scripture. Yeah, I said chapter of Scripture. But I'm going to read it out of a different version of the Bible. And it says, if I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I am nothing but a creaky, creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day. And if I have faith that says to this mountain, jump and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr for Christ, but don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no, so no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Because love never gives up. Love cares for others more than it cares for itself. Love does not want what it does not have. Love does not strut. Love does not have a swelled head. Love does not force itself on others. And love is not always me first. Love does not fly off the handle. Love does not keep score of the sins of other people. Can I kid an amen? Love doesn't revel when others grovel. 
but it takes pleasure in the flowering of the truth. It puts up with anything, and it trusts God always. It always looks at the best, and it never looks back, and it keeps going to the very end. Love never dies. Inspired speech will be over someday. Praying in tongues will even end one day. Understanding will reach, will reach its limit one day. And we only know a portion of the truth. And what we say about God is always incomplete. But when the complete arrives, our incompletes will be canceled out. When I was an infant at my mother, I gurgled and cooed like any infant would. When I grew up, I left those infant ways for good. We don't see things clearly yet. We're squinting in a fog, peering through a mist. But it won't be long before the weather clears and the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it clearly as God sees us, knowing him directly just as he knows us. But for right now, until that day of completeness comes, we have three things to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. And the best of these three is love. I wanted to read that scripture out of a different passage or different Bible. It's called the Message Bible. Because in today's society, a lot of us, we love to say we love by our actions, but when it comes down to it, great preaching is not what God really called us all to do. Loving is what he called everybody to do. And so if this place is going to become the place of home and not a church, in a real home, there is warmth. Security, provision, guidance, joy, peace, and abundant life. See, my concern this year at TWBC is not about reaching more people. <laughs> Some of you guys are looking at me weird when I say that. It's not about reaching more people. It's about reaching our people more. Okay? What good is it to have 23,000 people come through the doors of TWBC on just our Sunday morning attendance, but we're not reaching them enough? Why do we ask for more people when we're not reaching the ones we have? So my heart was really transformed over the past four months of the year and the ending of last year. It wasn't about, God, grow this church and let's reach more people. It's, no, God, I want to be great stewards and a great pastor of what you've given us. So how do we reach our people more? And God said, change the environment. Change the environment. Make it a home. Make it a place people want to come to after work. Not a place they have to go to on Wednesday nights and Sunday morning. Make it a place that people want to come to because they receive refreshing. They receive joy. They receive abundant life. Make it a place that people want to come to because they're receiving these things, not a place they have to go to to fulfill a religious obligation. So I want it to be a home, not a church building per se. And so it's not about reaching more people. It's about reaching our people more. With warmth, security, provision, guidance, joy, peace, and abundant life. And we'll hit on some of these things throughout the next few weeks. This is not just a staff thing. This is a family thing. Can I get an amen on that? It's not a staff thing. It's not about our staff calling you three times a week, making sure you're okay. It's not about our elders getting a contact list and texting you five times a week to make sure everything's all right in your household. We're going to begin to do and implement some different things where we will be in contact with you more. But it's not a staff thing and it's not an elder thing. It's a family thing. It's a family thing. When I get home from work and my kids are there, 
playing Xbox. I go stand directly in front of the TV screen and I say, boys, how are y'all doing? And they're like, and I don't move until I get an answer. And they tell me about their day at school. See, it's about a family thing. It's about intentionally being in each other's lives. And no more of this when you walk into church on Sunday morning. Pastor, how's so-and-so doing? I hadn't seen him in a while. Come on now. Pastor, how's so-and-so doing? I haven't heard from them in a little bit. I just hadn't seen them at church in about a month, and you haven't called them yet? They've been abandoning ship and away from home for a month, and you haven't gotten contact? If my kids were gone for a month and I didn't know where they're at, I would be standing in front of every Xbox screen in Silver Springs trying to figure out where they were at. See, it's not a staff thing, and it's not an elder thing. It's a family thing. It's I intentionally want to be in your life. I intentionally want to be in front of your Xbox screen and seeing what God has planned for your life and watching you get there. So it's not about reaching more people. It's about reaching our people more. And I want to encourage you with this. Startling stat across America's average church attendance is two Sunday mornings a month. Average church attendance is two Sunday mornings a month. Ten years ago, it was four Sunday mornings a month. Twenty years ago, it was every single Sunday morning, and you hit Sunday nights, most of the time Wednesday nights, too, if your church had midweek services. Average church attendance is two Sunday mornings a month. I'm going to intentionally be in your life more, but I want you to intentionally be in my life more. And I understand there are three circles in your life. You have your career circle, you have your family circle, and you have your church circle. And they all three overlap at some point, but... Can we squish the circles together and make them overlap a little bit more? Can we push these three rings, not where they just touch and overlap a little bit, but can we push them together where they overlap a lot more? And where we're involved in each other's lives a lot more. And the Bible says, where two or more agree upon on it as touching anything, it shall be done. So why don't we get together in groups of at least two a little bit more? So my challenge for you is, this next year, up your service attendance by two. Plus two. If you come to two Sunday mornings a month, I'm going to hit two Sunday mornings and two Wednesday nights. I'm going to figure out who this Wednesday night crew is. Because if you haven't realized, about 50% of the people on Wednesday night never come on Sunday morning. Because it's the only time they get to come to church because they work on Sundays. So you're missing over 100 people that you don't even know go to this church that come to Wednesday night if you just come on Sunday morning. So my challenge for you out there is if we're going to be intentionally about being in each other's lives more, I'm going to ask you to put plus two on your mirror. Plus two on your mirror that you're going to try and come to two more services throughout the month. If you come to two Sunday mornings, hit two Wednesday nights. Or two Sunday mornings, hit a base group. I mean, start going to base groups. I just can't get up on Sunday mornings. It's so tough. Well, go to base groups. It's on Sunday nights. <laughs> come on, hit four of them all, every time they're open. Make it intentional, though. Because if we don't intentionally do this family thing and intentionally sit down for family dinner at our house, if we don't make it a point to intentionally do it, it won't happen. We'll throw something to our kids to eat. We'll grab something to eat on the run, and we're gone. So we want you to have this. We want you to have church not be a church but a home. And I want to say this. I want to say, come home. Come home. Why do I use that term, come home? 
Psalm 92, 13 says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of their God. And so we are going to address spiritual issues that will set you free because we still are in the freedom of Christ Jesus that will help you make physical changes. And I hear pastors all over the community say, well, it's that softball or baseball thing. That's our problem. Or that sports thing. That's our problem. Or internet church. That's our problem. We make it too convenient for people not to have to get together anymore. That's our problem. Or this is our problem. Or that's our problem. And the problem is not all the extracurricular things out there. I look at it like this. If your baseball team that you go to all the time, if you feel more at home with that baseball team than you do in the church, then something's wrong with the church, not that baseball team. I'm not trying to change baseball. But I'm trying to give you something here in my heart that God places something so amazing here that you would rather be at church. Because church feels more at home than the ball team. Do we understand? And that we have something so amazing here at TWBC by getting together more and reaching each other more and being in contact with each other more that you want to be in service and not watch it on TV. Because you feel the love and the presence of God. And so at TWBC, I say this all the time, I'm really not so concerned about membership, but I am concerned about you getting planted. And I didn't say potted, I said planted. Because a lot of us are potted. We're in a pot and we're growing and we're flourishing because the pot gets brought to church where you're in the presence of a great faith environment, so you grow. But a pot can be transplanted to all these different things. I want you planted in the house of the Lord. Why? Because of the promise that comes with it. Because those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of their God. My heart and my life is to provide a place here called home where you have security, joy, peace, the presence of God, and abundant life. And so your life can flourish that what you have here, when you leave here and the Spirit of God is on you here, it goes back into your house. And so you transform your house because you are already home. And when you go to ball practice, you get to transform ball practice because you don't leave home. <laughs> See, I don't have an issue with baseball like a lot of other pastors have an issue with baseball. I don't have an issue with softball like a lot of other pastors have an issue with softball. And when spring kicks off, I know everybody's going to sign their kids up, and I don't have issues with that. My heart is to make TWBC such a place of home that you feel more at home here than you do with your ball team. That you feel more at home here than you do at your own personal home. That you crave coming to the house of God. So we want this place to be your home. Not a church building. Your home. We want you to come home. And finally, we want you to address it as, this is my home. Not, hey, come to my church. No, come to my home. Come to my home. Because in a home, there's warmth, security, joy, peace, Abundant life. And we're going to give you that here at TWBC. We're going to make sure that you experience the love and the presence of God here at TWBC so much that's where you call it home. Because listen to this. Home is where the presence of the Father is. Home is where the presence of the Father is. And so our heart is to make the presence of God show up here in such an undeniable way. To show up here in such an undeniable way that you say, this is home. 
And kind of like Jacob in the Old Testament experience, he said, surely the presence of the Lord here was here and I did not know it. This is the house of God. Listen to this, Adam and Eve in Genesis, as long as they stayed connected to the presence of the Father, everything was perfect. They had warmth, security, provision, guidance, joy, peace, and abundant life. Listen to this, Jesus, when he came to this earth, he came to this earth to show what it could look like when we stayed connected or had right relationship with the Father. So Adam and Eve, everything they needed when they stayed connected to the presence of the Father was supplied. Warmth, security, joy, peace, abundant life. Jesus, when he stayed connected to the Father, and he always stayed connected to the Father, it showed us what we could live life like with that type of relationship with the Father. So if we bring the two most pure things that God has ever put in this earth, and that is the creation before the fall of man, and his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and we look at both of them, we see that when we stay connected to the presence of the Father, we understand we have everything that we need, and when we stay connected to the Father in a right relationship, we can do anything the Father calls us to do. So this year, can't stop, won't stop, isn't about this. It's about this. It's about you. Can't stop, won't stop isn't the next mission trip. We're going to go on a bunch this year. Can't stop, won't stop isn't about planning the next church. Can't stop, won't stop isn't about uh, uh, building a new building or starting a new building program. Can't stop, won't stop isn't about us pressing forward and doing something marvelous except in you. The miracles we want to see are in you. The miracles we want to see God do are in the people already sitting in these seats. Because when God does a miracle in you, I know you're going to tell somebody. And I know you're going to minister to somebody with it. And so our heart as a church is home. 2016 is the year can't stop, won't stop. But it's not about what are we going to do as a corporate name, TWBC, It's about individuals and being individually specific and being intentionally about being in each other's lives and being intentional about taking care of the needs of one another and being intentional about making sure this place is your home.